Hello and welcome to Two Men in the Shed. I'm Justin. I'm Dan. Dan's very sleepy. Um, you might have heard him shouting just before it started, actually. He was shouting during the transition. Um, I'm, a, I'm attempting not to laugh. Don't know why. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so on today's show, uh, I want to talk about slavery, particularly in regards to education in the UK uh, and what it, how it's not being taught properly. I've got a few other topics, just in case we get past that. Um, there was the, the doctors at the US Pentagon uh, stated that uh, children as young as seven are capable of determining, determining whether they should go onto puberty blockers or not, and it should be their decision. Ah, uh, yeah. I so, heard something about this. That seems ludicrous to me, but... Um, Terrible, yeah. Uh, ridiculous. What else we got? Uh, speech in the workplace. How speech, speech in the workplace. Yeah, how far should you go to try and not offend people at work? Oh, I don't um, go very far. I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and last one is. Uh, in fact, today I can tell you. <laughs> we'll get to it. The last one okay. is Ofsted. Um, if for those of you are not aware, Ofsted is the the government body that grades schools in the UK, and they give them a, a rating of good, bad needs improvement, outstanding, etc. Mm. Uh, and there's a call from teachers to to disband Ofsted and bring somebody else in their place, which we'll talk about. It's quite interesting, that one. But first off, let's start with slavery. Um, now, really, this is about the, the UK's part in the slave trade. Now, I never learned anything at school about the UK's part in the trade, part in the slave trade. <laughs> God damn, it's been a long day. Can't restart this one. I'm not restarting. <laughs> um, and, and well, I actually, asked, I started off by asking. I signed up for the beta Bing search. Uh, you know, they've introduced in, introduced GPT into Bing. Yeah, I vaguely remember something about this. So I I, I asked Bing, what nation? Uh, was mostly responsible for ending the slave trade in the Western world. Mm -hmm. And it said, it's a very complicated issue. No single nation was responsible for ending it. Yeah. So then I went on to ask Bing, did the UK, or so did, did Britain not do the most to end the slave trade? And it said, Britain done a lot, mm. but it's a complicated issue, and it would be unfair to say that Britain done the most towards ending the slave trade. Right. So before we get into it, do you know when slavery became illegal in, in Britain? Have a guess at the year. Now, do you think you're at most places it's the 1600s? Um, it was a, I'm talking about the Western world of modern slavery, not ancient slavery, that is. Oh, okay. Uh, wasn't it quite it was quite late, wasn't it? Eighteen hundreds. Well, when I said the rest of the world sixteen hundreds, actually no, the rest of the world was between the sixteen and eighteen hundreds. Oh, so Britain would have been earlier. I yes, guess? yes, earlier. Uh, well, I don't know, hundred years earlier. So fifteen hundred, you say? Yeah. Earlier. Forty. Earlier. Twelve. Earlier. Nine hundred. 
later. So <laughs> it was shortly after um, William the Conqueror invaded 1066, Battle of Hastings. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the policies he brought in soon after he uh, was successful in his invasion was to outlaw slavery. Mm. So in the UK, well, no, it wasn't, but uh, I'll tell you why it wasn't in a minute. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so slavery has essentially been banned in the UK since 1070-ish. So nearly a thousand years. So we're talking nearly a thousand, yeah, nearly a thousand years. And people are still saying about how evil we were. You've got to remember, slavery was commonplace to every country in the world. There wasn't a single place in the world that didn't do slavery. Yeah. Um... You know, so we're talking about the uh, the black countries as well, mm-hmm. enslaving other other black people. Um, so it's pretty much every country, and Britain was the first to outlaw it in, I say, about 1070. Now, why did they do that? Well, William the Conqueror needed some money after his invasion. So what he done is he outlawed slavery, and said, "I'm going to fine you if you have slaves." Very good. And because everyone had slaves, he was basically fining everyone. <laughs> so very quickly, everyone got rid of their slaves. Now, when I say they got rid of their slaves, they became serfs. If you're not familiar with what a serf is, it's a higher station than a slave, but a lower station than the free person. So a serf was basically bound to the land. Okay. So you couldn't sell a serf. If you wanted to sell a serf, you had to sell the land they were on yeah, because they were considered part of the land. So they were free to live and farm that land, um, but then had to pay the landowner for the privilege. Now, in some cases, they could earn their freedom by saving enough money and buying their freedom. Sometimes the, uh, the landholder would grant them their freedom. But for most of them, it was just a life of, of hard work. But living and working a piece of land. So it's a much much better station than a slave, mm. but uh, obviously not as good as a free person. So that's what the UK, I keep saying the UK, wasn't it? it was Britain. Uh, that's what Britain done in yeah, 1070. And it stayed that way, I think, up until sort of like the late 1600s. When uh, what happened is a slave came over on a slave ship from America to the U- to Britain. Yeah. And he ran away while I was here. Right. They managed to catch him and they stuck him on a ship to take him back to America and sell him. Then some people here done some pro bono work, some lawyers, and took it to court. Mm -hmm. And the court said, basically, they found that no, the second he had stepped onto British soil, he became a free man because slavery is illegal here. Yeah. So as soon as a slave steps onto the soil of Britain, they became a free person. Yeah. So they basically stopped it, and they won that case. And from then onwards, there was that was the the um, precedence. Anyone visiting, if they bought a slave with them, the second their slave stepped onto land, they were free. Yeah. Uh, so, but what happened afterwards is we started using the fact that we were slave free as a club or an excuse to invade and attack other places. <laughs> okay. So I'm not saying that we've done it out of the goodness of our heart as a country, as Britain. No. Uh, so like, 
Italy, France, Germany, they all had slaves still. And we were obviously at the UK, Britain was superior in the seas at that time. We had the best, biggest navy in the world. You know, we were conquering after the known world. Um, and basically said, you either set your slaves free and outlaw slavery, or, or we're going to do it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so a lot of countries fell in, fell in line and got rid of their slaves. And that was the, the push to outlaw slavery. And that's what happened. It got to the point where Britain started a, a detachment of the Navy to go and blockade Africa to stop slaves coming out. Now, it started off with only two ships because we were, we were at so many wars, we didn't have the ships to spare at that point. But eventually went a lot higher, up to like 40 or 50 ships, I believe. Mm. And uh, yeah, and so that's how modern slavery really ended in the west yeah. is that britain did this so anyway I was, so i, I said to, i said the same thing to chat gbt i said so you know britain britain done this britain outlawed slavery first and it said oh yeah but there was other factors there were other groups that were doing it mm-hmm. that were getting preparing to outlaw slavery and i said did any nation ever do it before britain and it's like i can find no information that any nation ever done it before britain i was like okay and he said I said, so if Britain hadn't started this, would slavery still be around? And it said, uh, it, it's it's impossible to know what would have happened, but it is unlikely as there were other groups who were beginning to oppose slavery. Yeah. So I said, well, when did these groups oppose slavery? Was it before or after Britain? And he said, it was. it's after, essentially what it come down to. And I said, okay, so if it was after, I said, to chat do you not think this was influenced by what britain was doing yeah and they said yes it is highly likely they were influenced by what britain were doing but we can't know for sure and it said about these other countries soon outlawed slavery after so it would have happened anyway i said but that only happened because britain pressured them yeah so it was like right okay i said again so therefore is it fair to say britain was most responsible of any nation for any slavery and it said no it's not reasonable <laughs> to say that because of these other things so again i went down and i said okay list the other groups and the factions and nations that were opposing slavery at the time and it come down to english quakers i'm like okay so they're english i said so let me rephrase other than the english and british is that it, it would it be fair to say the English and British were responsible for, yeah, um, mostly responsible for stopping slavery? And it said, no, it would not be right to say Britain was solely responsible for stopping slavery. So I put in, I didn't write solely responsible, I put mostly responsible. Mm-hmm. And it said, I apologize for not getting your, not, not understanding your question correctly. Here yeah. is my revised answer. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Finally. Yes. It is, uh, it is fair to say that uh, Britain is mostly responsible for ending slavery, modern slavery. So, but that's a bit of history. And what I'm saying, this is what I'm going to get is they don't teach at schools. Yeah. They teach you about slavery, how it was wrong and stuff, but they don't teach. Outside of that how we were involved within it yeah and this was this all came about there's a fantastic youtube video um which i'll try and link on our youtube video uh, and it goes over it. and this this youtube video is made as a response to a reporter 
basically saying that um, white people in the UK should be ashamed of their past and ashamed of the role they played in slavery. So this video was made basically just to say, no, you shouldn't be ashamed. You should be proud yeah. of, of our, his, our country's role in the slave industry. Yeah. Because without our role, no one really knows what's going to happen. No one else at the time was pushing for ending slavery. Yeah. Um, so it could have so went on, on for hundreds for, of years yeah. and it could have still been going on today. So, yeah. So I, I think it is a, a, a proud part of the British heritage. And I, I can't believe schools don't teach it. Yeah. Uh, same in the US. They don't teach much about the history of slavery. Most people think that it's just a white person thing. Most people think it's only white people that took slaves. They don't understand that it was the entire world. Mm. It was the entire world. It was completely normal, as normal as driving a car. Um, until Britain said no. Albeit because they wanted to make money, that uh, we'd been freshly conquered and that William the Conqueror wanted to make money from it, but that was the start of it. Uh, back in, i say, about 1070-ish. So now I've, now I've educated you. What do you reckon? Now you've educated me. <laughs> I was going to say, um, it's probably. Well, you not... didn't know it before. I asked you, and you said you didn't know. I knew threads of it. But All right, okay. It's, it's that, that sort of stuff, that in depth stuff, isn't really taught in, I guess, secondary schools. But I think if you take it further and actually study it through A level um, college or university, you might, you'll get into the kind of that level. I think I'm not sure I didn't know anyone that knew this no but it's no one no, but I don't know many people that have done history as a as a university course um, and it's and university kind of emphasizes that you go and find out the information rather than them teach it to you yeah but why aren't they teaching it at schools well it's just you do we do history at school it's a mandatory subject yeah and that's a massive part of history slavery yeah but you a, cover slavery at school there's a lot we, to cover though we cover slavery at school, and not once is it mentioned. Yeah, true. Slavery at school was basically consisted of, oh yeah, we went this and took slaves from Africa and brought them back here. Yeah. Well, well, no, that's not even true. Well, I don't know. Now, I will say in between the 1100 and the 1600, whatever it was when it was banned, Britain still participated in the slave trade. Mm -hmm. Um. So we just didn't sell them back into the UK. We went and got them and sold them off to other people. Um, but that ended, I say, beforehand. But yeah. it doesn't change the fact that we ended it first. After they said it was... So after it was slaves were considered free people as soon as they stepped onto British soil, um, they then went further and updated the law to say, with the moral side of it, to say no one should be a slave. And that's when it all kicked off to end the slave trade completely. So, yeah, I'm just... I'm so, I'm so angry they don't teach at school. Uh, Why don't you start and, and a the same, the same in American schools. I'm angry they don't, most people don't understand what the slave trade was. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people picture, you know, people from the West going into Africa, going in, grabbing people from villages, dragging them out and chucking them on boats. That, that very, very, very rarely happened. Because it was too much work. Yeah. So what actually happened is the African kings or rulers at the time, 
when they they were so much fighting internally in Africa, whenever they fought, they'd try and capture the enemy instead of killing them. Yeah. They'd capture them, then take them to the beaches to be sold to the slave traders. Yeah. They were selling the own, their own people. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what was happening. Now, everyone thinks that the West was the biggest, biggest in the slave trade and stuff, but it's not true. It's like a Saudi Arabia area and all of that sort of area down there. They, they have more slaves than anyone. The reason you don't hear about that is because you would think there'd be a lot of black people there if that's where all the slaves, majority of slaves were ending up. And that would be true, except they castrated them all. Okay. They made sure they couldn't have children. So they all died. They all died out. Right. Um, and that, that, it, that's where the most horrendous slavery was happening. So, and whilst it's now illegal, still happens today over there yeah still happening um so i think a lot of people need to redirect their anger when it comes to slavery to the to the right places okay but yeah going back on i couldn't believe oh so after it agreed with me right chat gpt agreed with me that yes i cleared the i cleared the history yeah and I phrased it in exactly the same way I phrased it when it had said yes to me in a new chat. And it was back to saying, no. <laughs> no, you can't say that. Okay. So I was kind of tying this into chat GPT. It's, its logic is useless. Yeah. Um, what, what it's doing, I call it chat GPT, but it's the Bing, exactly. Bing yeah. search, which has AI in it, which was based off of GPT-4. Mm -hmm. um, it can't, it won't make any links for itself. You have to give it all the links. You have to give it all the links. In other words, you, you have to say, they did this, then Britain did this, then Britain did this, then Britain did this, and you have to justify it. And it says about these other countries doing it. It's like, yeah, that was after Britain and they were pressured by Britain. And when you tell it that, it goes and looks it up. Right. Realizes you're correct and adds it to the, the, the conversation sort of thing. And you have to you have to spoon feed it, the information. Yeah. Then it verifies the information and then it will agree with you. But so as soon as I cleared that search, it went back to saying, no, it's not true. Yeah, so it doesn't update the model. Which means when you ask it these questions... It doesn't give you a comprehensive answer. No. It looks at the internet, finds a couple of web pages, and then goes, yeah, there's an answer, and chucks it at you. It's, it's useless. And the people are saying, hey, these AIs now are so smart, and they're going to take over. And they're not. That's because people don't understand what AI, AI actually is. It's just a large, they call it a large learning model. That's what this is. So basically, it just looks at the information and tries to remember some bits of it. This one searches the web. But, uh, yeah, it's... It, it 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 can't put things together. No. It will look up, find one, a few sources to corroborate, and that's it. It leaves it there. Um, but if you ask it a detailed question, it's got three settings. You can have it on creative, balanced, or precise. Yeah, it takes longer. Um, yeah, so I had it on precise, which to give you the most comprehensive answer. Uh -huh. And it just it it can't give a comprehensive answer. <laughs> um, it doesn't do the research to give a comprehensive answer. I say, as soon as you spoon feed it each question so that within the one chat window, 
it has the information, it's looked at all multiple sources and it's looked at all these different aspects, then it can come to the same conclusion that to me was inevitable. Yeah. Um, but technically you're just spoon feeding it the steps that you've already done in your head before you ask the questions. Well, yes, I knew this before I asked yeah. chat, chat GPT. I wanted to see what would happen if I asked it, but it would do the research, but it won't do the research. No. You have to spoon feed it the different bits of history and it corroborates those. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you do that long enough and it will get to the answer that it should have been given all along. Um, so yeah, it, it, it doesn't learn because as soon as you clear that hit chat history, it's back to doing no. Yeah. So it's not learning anymore. It didn't learn from that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. Because it's just an algorithm that picks out the most likely answer based on your your question or your data input yeah but they work by the more you talk to it in the one chat the more it remembers it remembers what it said in that chat as soon as you clear the chat it has no recollection of things that have been talked about yeah. which is a problem for an ai maybe it's done intentionally to stop it learning too much or developing a personality or whatever because if it remembered the conversations mm -hmm. and used that as part of its um output in future when someone asked it the question I asked it, it should now be saying yes, because it's now learned and it knows, but as soon as you clear that chat, it's forgotten. So it's not storing that history. It's not using that. Yeah. Therefore, it's not improving. It's just got access to the internet and that's it really. That's all it's doing is using those things on the internet, but it's not putting two and two together. It's just, everything's individual things. It won't consider multiple, multiple facets of a question to get to the right answer. Yeah, it's not sentient. Um, intelligence it's literally a learning it's like it's not even a learning algorithm it's just but now it is but it's just a what's the word i'm looking for like a it's fixed it's fixed if i wanted this if you wanted it to be able to come to this conclusion i gave it you'd probably have to create or get that same conclusion onto a hundred different websites because it looks it looks for things, finds something, and then tries to corroborate it. Mm -hmm. So as soon as it and it has to it has to be what it considers credible. And the way it, I think it does credible is to go, well, I've seen it on a lot of other sites as well, which to me it doesn't make things credible. Mm -hmm. But at least it's checking multiple sources. So if you put that conclusion on a lot of sources, I think it will then give you the answer. Yes, yeah. it's fair to say. Potentially, yeah. Um, but without doing that, every time it's looking fresh at the internet. And just just pull in an answer that kind of kind of fits, corroborating it with a couple of other sites and chucking out nonsense. Mm. Um, no, it's not capable of research, and anyone that thinks it's gonna do anything is fooling themselves. Um, it can't answer most basic questions right. But I was moaning about it not being taught in schools. Um, what do you think? Should be, shouldn't be. You think it should just be taught at university level, or no? I, I don't know to be honest, because um, essentially, as a society, we should be moving away from that. You know, like how how long do you keep teaching something that shouldn't be, exist in the first place? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Now, the more you talk about it, the more it exists. That's what they keep saying with regards to slavery. The more you talk about it, the more it exists in people's minds, the more people are going to dwell on it. 
but also you don't want to repeat the mistakes by forgetting what the past was in the first place. Yeah, so this, is like, this should be taught as a younger, in my opinion. Everybody should know this happened. It ended freaking two centuries ago. You are not a victim. Your ancestors may have been. You are not a victim. Yeah, I think that's uh, the crucial or bit. Your ancestors may have been a perpetrator. You are not a perpetrator. I think that's the crucial bit that's missing. They're, they're, they're teaching... Everyone projects and takes it on themselves. They're teaching, if you're black, you should be a victim. Yeah. If you're black, you're a victim. If you're white, you're a... Perpetrator. Yeah. And you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. I feel no shame at all. I feel proud that... That you're British. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That it was... Britain that primarily put an end to the slave trade. Yeah. I'm very proud of that. They should teach that at school. Um, yeah. So we're part of a lot. We're part, as as a, as Britain, we're part of a lot of good things throughout history, including uh, even today as well. Yeah, we were part of a lot of bad things as well. When yeah, I say we were, we, when I say we're part of bad things, I mean we we conquered over a third of the world. Yeah, that's a good thing. At <laughs> one single point. Now, other thing, other people have conquered a lot of the world. Yeah. But it's not always been at the same time. It's been they conquered this and they lost it, and they conquered this and they've lost it. When you look at a map of the most land that Britain held (laughs) at a given point in time, it was over a third of the world. Yeah, which is insane. Now, that probably shouldn't make you proud. No, because of the way we did it, but but it does. (laughs) It does make you proud, doesn't it? Yeah. You're right. It makes you proud. Yeah. You think this tiny little island that we live on, our tiny little country, conquered a third of the world. Yeah. Don't mess with us. <laughs> um, we're not that country anymore, but um, we're yeah, we're kind of. We're full. When you say that, we're still one of the one of the best military forces in the world. We're best eight, trained, as far as I'm aware. No, no, and that's in size. Uh, but I'm talking about trained. Training. Oh yeah, yeah. Trained, we're one yeah. of the. We have some of the best military in the world. Yeah. Uh, with regards to training. Yes. Yes. Um, yep. One of the best trained. Uh, I, I would say second to none, but then yeah. of course I'm. Biased. I'm British, so yeah. I'm biased. Um, every, a lot of countries have their own, you know, equivalents. But uh, I think they were the original. Mm. They were the original uh, special ops. Yeah. <laughs> now we were talking about. I was talking about how 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 I can't believe this isn't taught in schools. Which brings me on to my, my next top, another topic. Uh, yeah. Which is Ofsted, which I mentioned before. They're they're the they're the part of the government entity in the UK who rate schools they go in they audit the schools and they come out and they say you need improvement or you're okay or you're good or you're outstanding there's a big call from teachers to to disband Ofsted okay and what's the reason for that their reason is it puts too much stress on teachers I can see that well here's my problem with that why do kids go to school other than to just learn information is to prepare them for the world, to teach them to deal with the stresses of the world. To build social relationships. Build relationships. How to how, how to move beyond those stresses and not get freaked out by them and stuff. But at the same time, we've got these teachers saying that, oh, you know, once every couple of years, this company comes in and looks to see how we're doing. It's too stressful. <laughs> if they're coming every month, fair enough. I'm sorry, grading or measuring your potential, measuring how well you're doing, it's a part of life. Yeah. And it's too stressful. It's too stressful. Now, I asked, again, I've done this for most things I'm going to talk about. I asked ChatGPT about it. <laughs> Not ChatGPT, Bing, Bing, Bing Chat. Search. Yeah. 
and it said uh, so I just I just told it that that fact that teachers are calling for it to be disbanded and it come up and said yes this is correct um, this is because in the last 25 years according to coronal records or where we call it here, um, 10 deaths have listed stress due to Ofsted's um, inspections as cause of death. 10. 10. In how many years? Basically what we're saying is 10 teachers have committed suicide. In how many years? Because of Ofsted, 25. That's less than one a year. Yeah, one happened very recently. Right. Uh, so now that, that was a really big push to say, well, this is too much. But uh, tragic. Absolutely. But I'm sorry. if I don't understand how the stress of an Ofsted thing can can cause that there's got to be other other underlying problems because there's there's no way you could be that mentally weak i don't understand i no but this is yeah i don't know (laughs) because i mean if i mean if there's other stresses and pressures on their on on you know in their life already Fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but to, to, to say that they died because of the stress of an Ofsted inspection. Well, it's the same issue. That's with, stupid to it's, say. It's the same issue with COVID, isn't it? People that are dying of other causes just because they happen to have COVID, they go, "No, oh, they died of COVID." And yeah. it's and it's kind of like they're um, they're just attributing. It may have been a contributing factor because it's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's wrong. But um. You have to measure the schools. You have to measure their performance because if they're doing crap, mm. they need to be improved. Yeah, that's what Ofsted does. They measure it. They say you're crap. Yeah. You need to improve. Put together, put together a plan of your improvements, and we're going to check it. How is that different to anything else in life? We're going to work. You have appraisals at work? No. You don't have appraisals. <laughs> no. Your company's shit. Um. <laughs> So we do appraisals. We, we have, yeah, most companies do. Once a year, you normally sit down with an employee or your employee and you say to them, let's have a look at work you've been doing. How have you been getting on? What's going on here? And it's like, well, you need to improve in this area. I want you to tell me how you're going to improve or I'm going to tell you how you need to improve. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to monitor it. This is what we're going to do. Uh, and we get, we set objectives for people to meet. Yeah. This is what I want you to focus on this year. This is what I want you to learn. This is what I want you to accomplish. Yeah. Go and do it. I'm here to support you fine but get it done and you always get measured throughout your life um now I, so yeah i'm at loss there's several things like i said external factors uh causing adding stress uh but also if they are doing their best and they know they can't improve or change and they come in and go you're doing terrible what more can they do they'll lose their livelihood their job you know their career whatever um, and they'll never recover. And that's a big factor in it. Well, this is one of the things where I... Because they'll never be able to teach again either. I'm not a teacher. I'm not in that environment, and nor are you. So no. it's it's not something we can fully fully comment on no. from their side. But there, there, was, there was the argument they're saying that um, they basically come in, measure, say you're doing all of this stuff wrong, whatever, um, but then don't help to fix it. Yeah. They just say you've got to make it better. Yeah. Which, to be honest... that's what the head teachers are there for yeah that's their role and so they're moaning that Ofsted don't support them in getting there well I I believe there is 
resources from Ofsted to help people and help guide them and give them ideas on how they can get better. But then I would say it's primarily the head teacher's job to do that. Yeah. If you can't do that job, leave. Step down as a head teacher. Just go back to a teacher or go to a deputy head teacher. I know a lot of managers like that. There's a lot of managers that should step down, yeah. But um, <laughs> Yeah, it's the same issue everywhere. But, my, but the my, difference is, in a normal working environment, you can leave your job and go somewhere else in the same, doing the same career. Mm-hmm. As a teacher, you tend to get, I, I, I believe, you can look this up and check this, um, you kind of get black marked where you wouldn't be able to teach in a, you couldn't go no, to another school. Not at all. Not at all. Of course they can. They're crying out for teachers. Let's say you're a maths teacher that goes on to be a, a head teacher. You're not teaching maths anymore. You're a head teacher. If you're not, if you can't cut it as a head teacher, mm. go back to just being a teacher. They're crying out for teachers. You could get a job anywhere yeah. as a maths teacher, or maths teacher, science teacher, English teacher, any of those subjects. Fine. Yeah. If you're a teacher of inclusion and diversity, which is a thing now, mm. and oh, yeah. mental health and well-being and stuff like that, well, I'm I'm pretty sure those jobs are filled. So anyone studying that at university, you're going to be in big trouble. Well, it depends. There's so many people studying things at university that are going to go nowhere. Yes. Absolutely nowhere. And they're just throwing away 50,000 pounds or dollars or whatever you want to call it. Um, They're just chucking their money down the drain. They may as well. They may as well have just chucked it down the drain. Yeah. Um, But yeah, pick a sensible subject, people at uni. If you've got kids wanting to go to uni and they pick some stupid subject, don't pay for it. Would Tell them a, you're not paying for it. Will there be a list of stupid subjects on your Twitter, on the Twitter page? <laughs> um, no, but there will be a list of stupid subjects when my kids are old enough to go to university. There'll be a list of, here's the courses I will refuse to pay for. Yeah. Here's the courses suggested. I will pay for yeah. for you. Which, which, which will probably be maths and science, right? If I'm right? <laughs> um. They're both looking at STEM, STEM subjects. Okay. They're both uh, wanting to do STEM subjects, so that's good. Or STEM fields, I should yeah. say. It's not particular. You know, subjects are more broad than what they're looking at, but they're STEM. They're not going to do leisure and tourism, or or I say inclusion and diversity, or anything like that. They're not looking at those currently. So they're not that old yet, but um, currently they've shown no interest <laughs> at all <laughs> in those sort of things. Leisure and tourism isn't a stupid one. That's quite that's quite useful actually. Yeah, except that uh, I believe it was something like 15% of students were doing it. And I guarantee you there isn't enough jobs to cover 15%. This is going back. Now, this is this is when I was looking. Um, it was like 15% of people were doing leisure and tourism. Yeah. It's like, well, there isn't enough. In the industry. There isn't enough industry yeah. to support that many people in those roles. There is now. Um, there's not. Yeah, there is. Yeah, where, what, what jobs are you going to do? You could be um, within the UK. You can move abroad and do things. Yeah, well, and what most of them end up doing? No, becoming reps for holiday companies. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, abroad. Yeah. So at the eighteen thirty sort of holiday destination things. Yeah. They all end up being reps there, which you can do for about ten years, and all they do is basically going out, making sure people aren't getting too drunk. But they they go out and party every night yeah. essentially, and they come back ten years later and they've got no job and no skills. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and they go and find a different job, a completely outside of the field of what they studied. Yeah. So, but what? What? Tell me. You tell me how fifteen percent of the population could feel well, going yeah. to leisure and tourism roles? Aircraft. Uh, what they called? Hostesses. hostesses. They're not allowed to call hostesses. They're not hostesses anymore. That's leisure and tourism, though, is 
Hmm? I'm not allowed to call them hostesses. No. That's a female role. Host. There's no such thing as a female anymore. Host. So I didn't mean, um, I meant, um, <laughs> you can't be sexist like that. And, uh, and here's me worrying about what I was It's not air steward. It's not an air stewardess. It's an air steward person. Whatever. People on airplanes, right? Yeah. <laughs> the people that give you snacks. Um, yeah. Or, or sorry, charge you £25 for a snack. Yeah. And a cup of water. Um, yeah. So them, there's at least 10 of them per flight, right? <laughs> Um, no there's not I know um, there's like three or four it, it, the aircraft industry itself is going to is going to be literally taking off pardon the pun um, <laughs> but what's the pun at all <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because you thought it was funny <laughs> no no I didn't think it was funny it was a pun <laughs> but no I was reading about how they um, how people are researching currently into hypersonic aircraft which are aircraft that are currently traveling well travel Five times faster than the speed of sound. If that takes off, there'll be even it will just explode, and there'll be even more jobs in that industry. Let's do a little bit of maths behind it. You want three hundred people on a plane. Yeah. If fifteen percent of people are going to be stewardesses or stewards. Yeah, forty-five people. That's forty-five of them on a per plane. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have forty-five per plane? <laughs> no, but no. There'll be more. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, one I, area I'm, I'm there's, not, there's other yeah, areas yeah obviously well. there's other areas I mean yeah, that's what I'm saying most of them are going to end up in jobs that don't go anywhere I'm not saying they can't get a job in that field yeah. I'm saying they're dead end jobs maybe that's where they want to work not every job will they're have unskilled a... jobs they're jobs you don't require a degree for then what's the point in having leisure and tourism then as a subject it's not that's my point Okay. Most of these jobs that you go do with a leisure and tourism degree, they may assist you in getting a job, but it's not a requirement for that job. Well, I don't know. You don't have to know anything about the leisure and tourism industry to sell peanuts on a plane. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? I, you need you need a degree to sell from a little cart on a on a plane. No, although a physics degree might help. So you can calm people down when you think the plane's going to crash and fall out of the sky no, when during turbulence, turbulence. You know where the trolley's going to go, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, that, I mean, my head's blank, but I'm sure there's more. Not to cover 15%. There's got to be more jobs than that, surely. For the 15% of the population? Yeah. What are we at now? 70 million? What, in the UK? Yeah. No. 40. 40 or 50, I think it is now. Across the whole of the UK? Yes. Okay, let's say 50 for easy maths. Yeah. 7.5 million jobs. It's not 7.5 million jobs at all. <laughs> <laughs> easy maths. What did I say? 15%? Yeah, 7.5 million. I was right. Are you going back to uni? <laughs> I was correct. I should never doubt myself. I, sure. know, be- I know better than that. <laughs> um, this yeah. is what I've got to work with, people. 7.5 million people in leisure and tourism do you think that's a realistic number um don't know to serve 50 million yeah that's probably about right that's what one person one for every five people that's 15 percent. it's 15 for every hundred oh well then it's (laughs) 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 uh one for every eight people 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think one in eight people is, is sustainable for um, leisure and tourism? Uh, it's nowhere near that anymore. Anyway, I don't, I don't think it'll be anywhere near that anymore. But that's let's say that was that was the ra- that was all the rage back then. It was the what everyone was going to do. And I remember at the time thinking, are these people stupid? Well, yeah. We, well, yeah, they are. They're going to do leisure and tourism. I don't know why I was talking about leisure tourism heavily. It was just an example. I know, but I was just saying that you know a lot of the, a lot of the university courses people go to get a degree in. Yeah. You don't require a degree for unless you're going to be in the upper echelons of that industry, and even then you could do it through working up in the industry. Yeah. For most of these places, most of these things, the only ones you need a degree for science are, are the ones we actually have to learn stuff that's required for the job. Yeah. So most jobs don't require the information taught at university. It would only be the very upper echelons in those industries that require that knowledge. Mm, yeah. Okay. Whereas if you're going to Going into into let's say mathematics, teaching, studying, whatever you have to learn mathematics. Yeah, it's that simple. Now you could learn it on your own, yes, but Nowhere near the level there, there is value in doing the yeah. a university course in it. So, yeah, but like media studies, for instance, is quite use, is very useful. Being able to get into, I mean, you could learn it on the job, yeah, but it's, it gives you a, a guess, a head start. Media, media studies, I think, is one of the, the the soft ones, which I don't think you are required to go to university for, but if you get a, not necessarily a degree, but a, a qualification in media studies. It gives you a greater understanding. It definitely gives you much more of an easier time getting into a job for media studies. Mm. Uh, it helps because th- there's a lot of psychology involved in, in media. Mm. Um, so I would say, you know, realistically, you'd want a psychology. Uh, what's the other term they use for it? Um, Social studies? No, sociology oh, okay. um, would be more beneficial than a really yeah they're not the same thing though I don't think no but you basically to do media studies normally what you're going to be doing is running people's social media campaigns things like that Honestly, I'm, I'm sure media is more to do with filming film industry no social media marketing is the normal course now isn't that digital marketing hmm? yeah that's what I was thinking when we were talking about social media weren't we no, media studies. Oh, media no, studies. Media I was thinking social media. Why are you thinking so- social media? <laughs> social media and uh, marketing. No, that's digital marketing. Yeah. And, and that's so- what I'm saying. So that's where yes. uh, the psychology comes into it because you're yeah. trying to sell stuff. And, it's, and I think that's more people. beneficial yeah. as long as you've got the basic competency to be able to use Twitter and so forth. Yeah. As long as if you understand the psychology behind people, then you're better able to sell to them. Yeah. Um, but okay, so you're talking about... Um, Media, which is like film industry. Media, yeah, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's useful, but you can also yes, yeah, no, 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 it is useful yeah. if you're one of the very few people that actually gets to do it. Yeah, but it's a massive industry. There's so many people in that industry that all do like, jobs. Yeah, I don't think you understand how populations work. <laughs> you can't have fifteen percent of the population being flight attendants, fifteen percent of the population being film stars, and freaking producers and all those kind of things because that would be 30 percent of the population already what are you gonna have 50 percent of the population working at costa coffee and uh starbucks you've got at least 20 percent of the population to be police and government workers that means nothing else is getting done there you go you, you, perfect you, <laughs> the areas you're talking about are going to be like 0.2 percent of the population not 
seven percent that's what i'm saying you, you get hundreds the, the people studying these things a hundred times more the number of people is a hundred times more than the jobs available in those industries as career paths mm. yeah they're not viable long-term careers a lot of people will go into this and they'll get a job being a, a runner on a set and that's what they'll do for 20 years yeah. is a runner on a set yeah they go and get coffee for people so you're going to go and get a degree in this just to make coffee for people yeah but it's it's working the lower jobs until you get your opportunity or until you get there's no I'm saying somewhere else. but the chances of that happening is very low because there are so many people looking for those chances to move up yeah that's what i'm saying it's there's no core intelligence required for the low levels you don't need a degree to do the low levels no. and the chances are most people doing the low levels will never go beyond one or two levels above that it's not um long-term career mm. stuff now if you if you were doing it because you want to go into the film industry and you're happy to be a runner for the rest of your life well, i have no issues with that none at all do what you're happy doing if you can afford to live like that absolutely fine yeah. uh, i think people do put too much emphasis on careers a lot of the time you know it, if i could afford to live doing a, you know working on doing a 30 grand job I think I'd be much happier just working a 30 grand job. Yeah. In fact, I was most happiest working probably about seven years ago um, when I was just in a lab. Yeah. That's all I was doing. Nothing else. Yeah. No managing, nothing like that. And it was, I loved my job. But you want to progress because you need more money. Well, um, society, it pushes you that way. It's not, it's not necessarily because you want to. You push that way. Well, actually, yeah, I didn't need it. But if I wanted to be able to retire ever, then yeah, I, I did need to. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so th there are benefits to, to doing that. But again, I don't think you need a university degree. You don't need a university degree to do that. So you'd only do that if you're looking for a career. Because don't forget, you've got to pay back your... Unless you're in some of these places in America where the US government's just going to pay off your debts out of taxpayer money. <laughs> Glad I don't live in the US. Yeah. Um, then you've got to pay all this money back. So not only are you entering a low-paying field, all right, you're probably never going to pay your money back, so the taxpayer is essentially paying it anyway, because in the UK you don't pay back the money until you earn over a certain amount. Mm -hmm. So if you're only earning a low-paying job and you never get to a higher-paying job, you're never going to have to pay it back, which works quite well. Yeah. But if you break that, it's not actually that high. I think it's going to sit around 23,000 or something like that. We have to start paying it back. Mm -hmm. So you get to a job that's 25,000. You've now got to pay back your, start paying back your, um, your loan, your loan yeah. university loans. And for what? You've not got much of a career. You've got a lot of debt you're going to be paying off for the rest of your life now because you're not paying it off very quickly. Because no, it's also... Um and every, every time you get more money, they take more of it. Yeah, I'm going to say it's based on how much you're earning, right? It's yeah, not yeah. like, oh, now you start paying back at no, 400 no, no. quid a month, you know. Uh, well, it's pretty It's pretty much, I think, around two, £300 a month is the starting point to start paying back. So once you hit something like 25 grand, you start paying £200 a month back. I have no idea what the numbers are, actually, but I think it's probably around there. Um, and as you go up, it goes up. Yeah. So as you start earning more money, you're paying out more money to start paying off your loans and... So yeah, I don't, I don't see the uh, the benefit now. When you look at the 
I saw some statistics a while ago, and I think it was something like people with a, a degree earn something like 20% more over the life of their career, mm. which is a lot of money when you look over it, and it's well worth the investment in university. But that's the average. Now, you look at um, a doctor, yeah? They have very high bills, but they're not earning 20% more than someone without a degree normally. They're normally earning about 300% more. Yeah. Which means that this number is severely skewed by the high earners. Yeah, of course. So the reality is, if you were to look down the middle, you're going to be seeing... 50, 60% of these people are never earning back more than what they put in yeah. over the course of their life. Yeah, potentially. Which means that 60% should never have gone to university in the first place. <laughs> but it's, it's, you're, not, you're never going to know that unless you take the chance. You right? are, depending on what subject you're going to go and do. That's what I'm saying. Pick your subjects carefully because there are a lot of stupid subjects being taught. Ones that should never exist at university in the yeah. first place. Yeah, ask yourself, will this actually get me a job that's going to pay reasonable money? Yeah. Now, one of the things, and I, I think, now I do think teachers are um, underpaid. Massive. Because... Teachers, NHS staff, lots of other things. And you don't have to get a degree to be a teacher. But in most cases, that's the route that's taken. It, don't you have to get a qualification above what you're trying to teach? So if you're teaching at secondary school, you need a um, degree. I'm not quite sure exactly how it works, but no, I think you can get a, you basically get a teaching qualification. You can do it by doing part-time in the classrooms and other stuff. But most people do it by a degree. Yeah. Um, so they spend out a lot of money for that and teaching doesn't pay that well. Mm -hmm. So <sighs> pays better than a lot of these other yeah. jobs. Uh, like runners on movie sets, they, they pay very low because loads of people want to do it because they want to be on the movie sets and you'll get people who will do it for next to nothing, who will do it for minimum wage. So teachers are a better choice than that, mm -hmm. I think, in my opinion, but you've still got limited earnings. Yeah. Because how many teachers actually make it to a head teacher, which is where the money becomes reasonable? Not many, because even then, you've got that one position available out of... That's what I'm saying. 40, 50 teachers so, in the school. Is teacher a good choice? To me, the answer it's is exactly. no if you're just looking at the financial. Yeah. I actually considered becoming a teacher. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you say, oh, God, I'd be a great science no, teacher. I'd be fantastic. We'd be doing experiments every week. I would as well, but it doesn't mean we should. Um, <laughs> I, I would be a good teacher. Okay. Um, no doubt. But... That's a hook into our channel that we're going to start soon, by the way. We're going to do teaching? Science experiments. Right? I used to do teaching uh, as a private tutor. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, it went quite well. Yeah. We, we, um, what I mean is we're doing a channel for science experiments, surely, for experiments in general. Well, not experiments. I think we're looking at projects. Yeah, projects, experiments, whatever we want to do. Along projects. the science-based yeah. uh, theme. I'm going to get the uh, wind turbine built and up and running. I think I'm going to do that. That's going to be my first one. Yeah. Uh, we can look at um, rocket propulsion engines after that if you really want to. <laughs> That's quite a leap, but yeah. Well, it's not. You don't, you don't have to make spacefaring rockets. No, just one to work. Yeah, you can make. Um, we could we can make a little turbine engine. Yeah, yeah. Attach it to a bicycle. What I saw, um, what I watched the other day was someone make a. Uh, it's a really good channel. I can't remember the name of it though. Making a um, ion ion propulsion 
engine. And um, they went through all the kind of technical stuff with it and stuff. How much force did it put out? Um, Next to nothing, I'm willing to bet. It was, no, it was, um, well, yeah, it was next to nothing, but it was something like... Well, it's an ion propulsion. It's going to have, it has very little force, doesn't it? Yeah, it was something like, how much, it was a number of grams, because it stuck it on a, it's like 26 yeah. grams or something. Grams, yeah. Yeah. That's quite a lot, actually, 26 yeah. grams. Um, but he did all sorts of things, like, because he had three stages. It's tw- quite a lot for an ion propulsion engine, yeah. is what I should say. It's so not he, a lot. He took three stages, he had three stages, he took one of them off, and uh, it still produced the same amount of thrust and all that sort of stuff, so it was, it was pretty good. Pretty good video. Hmm. Um, yeah, and some other ones as well. I like mine. Uh, I'm quite happy to build stuff like that. I want to build a Tesla coil. That's so much fun. Uh, I wanted to build the dual dual coils that shock you when you walk in between them and yes. fry you to a crisp. <laughs> you see them? No. They're, they're essentially Tesla coils. I think they're still yeah. Tesla coils. And you put like one either side of a a gateway. Yeah. And they'll just arc across through you when you go through the gateway. Oh, nice. And so they just toast you. They you must remember they were in Command and Conquer Generals. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those. Red alert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know Tesla. Yeah, Tesla towers yeah. <laughs> just toast you. But they were a lot bigger and uh, had a lot longer range. Yeah, but they're all right. You could do that. I mean, I think it was at least a hundred meters. And if you were trying to arc it a hundred meters in air, no, no. In reality, <laughs> they they actually work. You'd put them either side concealed behind a, so it was like through a doorway. Up yeah. the other side of the doorway, you have the two two pillars. Uh, and basically, they'll arc through you to each other. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, well, yeah, not through me. That wouldn't be cool. No, but... Um, oh, there's another video I did watch. That sort of thing is too dangerous to make, though, because... He, 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 they made a Tesla coil, and it was a 400k kilovolt Tesla coil, and he was doing it on his arm. And you see his hair, like hair on his arm. Just yeah, like... but that's nothing. I bet he just pulled out a, a thing out of a microwave, a transformer out of a microwave to make it, didn't he? Mm, I don't know how he made it's it. It's just generally what you do. You just... just Take a coil out of a microwave and you're done. Yeah, but you need the power out, um, power converter thing as well. Why don't you just take it, just plug in a microwave coil. <laughs> I mean, the fry you to a crisp part would, would work quite nicely with that, with that. But yeah, yeah, just uh, just call no, just the transformer. Call just, I'm not talking about actually the, oh, the microwave. microwave in you. No, <laughs> just talking about the transformer out of a yeah. out of a microwave. And they use it a lot for a lot of things because there's so many so many turns on them. And they work really well for wind turbines as well. Yeah. Um, because there's so many so many coils of wire. But yeah, I'd love to do some little projects like that. That'd be good. Yeah, there'll be a detour again there. You know, <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. I can't remember what else I was going to look at. It's fine, we can leave it to next week. <laughs> well, there's five minutes left. Let's have a quick look. Diablo 4. Oh, yeah, no. I was going to talk about puberty blockers from the, the, the Department of the, the Pentagon doctors saying... Uh, children are old enough to decide whether they should take puberty blockers or not from seven years old. I think we all know that's wrong. Yeah, I know. I haven't got much more to say than that. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. Other than it's wrong. It's bloody wrong. Yeah. But I did ask. Oh, God. I asked Bing Chat about it. You got it right. Well done. Hmm? You got it right. Bing Chat, not GPG. Oh, yeah, I did get it right that time, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, And it basically said, yeah, some doctors at the Pentagon published this report and said yeah I said that i was like do you not think that do you, do you I, I, I said do you think children are children's minds are developed enough to make that decision and then it come back and said oh there's been a study done somewhere else that says children are becoming more and more capable of making complex decisions with guidance yeah 
So then I, then, then I asked it, why aren't children allowed to smoke? And it said, because of the health laws, because it's because it's, because it's dangerous to their health. Yeah. So I said, well, why are adults allowed to smoke? Yeah. And the answer is, children aren't capable of making that decision of accepting those risks because their brains aren't developed enough. Neither are adults, though. Hmm? Neither are adults. Well, no, but this is the reason why the laws are in place to protect children because they're not capable of making those decisions yeah. of saying, this is going to harm me. Yeah, which yeah. is fine because they're still learning about the world. Yet when you apply that to puberty blockers and they can do permanent damage yeah. or getting a sex change, yeah. um, which I'm a bit lopped off, yeah. which is completely irreversible, um, they're saying, oh, no, they can make those decisions. They're mentally competent enough to know to make those decisions, but not competent enough to decide they want to have a cigarette. Well, that's out of bollocks because they don't even know, they don't know anything about their bodies at that point. I know. It's stupid. Yeah. How these doctors come to these decisions, uh, they, uh, their credentials need to be checked. <laughs> they really do. That's why we still. That's why we teach them about sex education and stuff in schools when they're in like secondary school, almost some of it in primary school, because they're not capable of learning it any younger, really. Mm. Or rather, no, they're capable of learning it when they're younger, but they don't. Ha- they lack the capacity to understand what they've been taught until they're older so if you just mentioned about um teaching sex ed in schools oh, yeah. so in florida they've passed a bill now to get pornographic material out of the kids classrooms out of the kids classrooms. yeah 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 because it was allowed um so they had books in children's classrooms describing with pictures how to perform anal sex and stuff like that okay that's not right um, teaching teach about the body they're not photo pictures they're drawing pictures yeah. but teaching about the body their own bodies and teaching about sexual stuff is completely different and there's LGBT they're LGDP LGT <laughs> freaking IQA whatever um, my, my mind is just not working today there were some of these books in there that were talking about adults having sex with children in a context of it being okay. What? Why? Well, they had them in the schools. No, as in, what was the context of the book? Oh, it's a book about somebody... So he's reminiscing about when he was younger. Yeah. So when he was like 13 or 14, yeah. he was reminiscing about his sexual Experience. experiences with an adult, about how great they were. When, when you say adult... So in the book, he's an adult at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. But he's reminiscing when he about when teenager, he was yeah. a child, yeah, yeah. having sexual relations with an adult. Yeah, but I mean, is this and adult, how it was great? Is this adult? This to me, hmm? I was going to say, is this adults like late teens, early twenties, or are we talking like forty, like forties, thirties, forties, reminiscing about his time when he was a child, mm. having sexual relations with an adult at that time, yeah. and how great it was. Yeah. Um. That to me is freaking child grooming. Well, it's... you're teaching children that it's okay and it's great to have had a sexual relationship with an adult when you're a child. It's, it's pedophilia, actually, to be honest. But... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's grooming. Yeah. It's trying to make it okay. Well, um, is it a book about. Is it like a book about his experiences, like as an autobiography, or is it a book about an education? No, book? it's a story. It's not an education. It's, it's just a, it's a, it's a novel. It's a, it's a gay 
a gay novel. Yeah, well, yeah. Just a book. Someone's written and made up. Well, um, and they were it was in school libraries for for kids to read. I mean, that's okay. It's a book, isn't it? So you're okay with a seven-year-old reading a book that says how great it was for children as young as thirteen to have sex with an adult. It's highly unlikely they'll be able to read it. No, no, it's likely. Is it like? A, are we talking like a like a Harry Potter book, like written like that? No, 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 like... no, with graphic pictures, draw graphic drawings, not photos. No, of course that's weird. <laughs> so it's the drawings you draw the line with, but you're okay. No, you're okay with them reading a book it's, saying it's, it's great for a child to have sex with an adult. No, it's the fact that it's um, written to appeal to children to read. It wasn't written for children. What you're confusing me now? It wasn't written for children. What's it written for then? Adults. Why is it in the library? Because this is what they are. This is in America, of course. This oh. is where wokeism is in America. That's where they're at. So they had to pass a bill in Florida to get them removed. And everything kicked off. But all, all the LGBT... I said not all the LG, L, <laughs> LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. Not all of them. Just just the few loudmouths that are there. Right. I think most of them, I think, are fine with it being removed from the school. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's just be clear. I'm not having a go at that community. I'm having a go at the loudmouth groomers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this is this was happening. And then on that subject, then was it Biden wants to try and block it? Wants to say they're not allowed to make these rules. Yeah. Now I've, I'm more and more I see him. I am more and more sure he is. Yeah, probably. But you ain't gonna. And the fact that he's still in power in the US, and I'm swear, I would swear blind. The more stuff I see about him. There's... After I think after his his first term is finished, if he doesn't get reelected, then they'll probably investigate if that's seen to be a thing. Well, you look right. How often he touches kids? Always puts straight over, puts his hands on kids. I'm not talking in, in an inappropriate way on camera. Um, but he puts his hands on their shoulders. He puts his arms around them. Yeah. He buries his face into their hair. He starts sniffing them. Let's take the his son, yeah. right? Who clearly was. Because, what, his son? Yeah, yeah, his son. His son was a, is a paedophile. Right. Um, they found his laptop, didn't they, with all these sexual images of children on it. Okay. Uh, and they tried to say, oh, it was a Russian plant. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, so they covered that all up. Yeah. Then you take the, was it, what's his name, Epstein? Yeah. Epstein Island. Yeah. Well, so they've, they've got all that information from Epstein Island. They know who's been there. Yeah. How many arrests have been made? They were, they were, bear in mind, they were flying people in and they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing with kids. Probably about three. Zero. Oh, okay. Zero. And this is the Biden administration. Yeah. Um, everything that's happening has been under his his watch. Yeah. So even if he's not, he's responsible. He's allowing this to happen. Um, so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he's on that list. It's, yeah, I mean. Um, well, the Clintons, we know the Clintons were there. Went to the islands. Did they? Yep. Okay. They both flew on his jet over to the islands, I believe. Um, I know they were there. I think it was his jet. I think it, they went over on his Epstein's jet. But I'm not sure on that one. But I know they flew over there. Mm-hmm. That's public knowledge. But that was for something completely different. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, so what they're thinking is, there's, well, the theory is there's so many powerful people on this list that it's going to be deliberately forgotten and like 
and hidden yeah. because there's too many people that can point the finger. You take one of them, they'll point the finger at everyone else. And, yeah. Let's get swept on the rug. The, the, uh, well, America won't have any politicians left. <laughs> okay, moving uh, on. <laughs> but, uh, no, anyway, uh, that, that, that was obviously an exaggeration. There's a lot of um, sketchy people, I would say, currently in power in the US. On the left-wingers, a lot of them. Not all of them. Some of them seem all right. Um, but yeah, so they introduced this law um, as a side effect. I think it went a bit too far, actually. Yeah. And I'm going to say it went a little bit... Too, oh, I don't know if it went too far. So you know Mike, Michelangelo's David? Yes. He stands there with his, with his, yeah, with his yeah, knob yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah? They took some kids on a field trip to a museum. Oh, yeah. I may have seen this. Uh, and he, this. Obviously got, the head teacher had to resign because the kids were being shown pornography. It's, it's <laughs> art. It's different. I mean, I, I, I'm not of that opinion, actually. Um, I think it's widely accepted, and this is why I said I think it's gone too far. But I'm not, I'm not of that opinion. Why is it accepted? Why is it okay to show kids as young as five or six a, a penis that's made in realistic detail? It's, firstly, it's carved out of rock or marble. It's realistic detail. It doesn't matter. You're focusing on the wrong well, bit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's right at the center. And in fact, it's always up on a pedestal. Yeah. And when you look up, the first thing you see... <laughs> well, the first thing I would see. <laughs> as you look up, your eyes pass straight over it. Anyway, to give you an idea, they actually cover it over with... Um, they had a, a custom... Was it leaf... You know, they normally just Adam and Eve with leaves oh, yeah, over yeah, them. Yeah. They had a leaf made that hooks on over it. Okay. So they put it on for certain dignitaries and people like that mm. because it's too lewd to be in their presence. They leave it uncovered for children. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's beside the point. But I'm saying that this, this teacher had to uh, had to had to leave because of that, which I think is probably a bit of I a, a bit of an over. I think that's a, and and most hard. most parents were fine with it. With the kids okay. going to the yeah. museum, so basically they have to inform the parents if they're going to be taking them to somewhere like that where they're going to see that, and the parents have to okay it. Yeah, so all now, the parents had the choice. They did it the year before. The year before they sent it off and got got permission from parents, but it was cancelled and stuff like that. And it was like happened a year later or something. I, I can't remember the details. I think it happened like a year later. Yeah, and uh, they didn't re-ask the parents. Why should they have to? They've already consented to it. Well, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. But some parents said they didn't know and complained, and now the uh, the head teacher had to resign. That's so stupid. Was told they had to resign or they'd be fired. That's what I hate about this world. <laughs> I, I would have said, fire me, and then took them to court. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it seems maybe a little bit too far, but um, yeah, I, generally it was a good good bill. Okay, that was it. Very quickly, Diablo Four. We've been playing Diablo Four open beta yes love it uh, so if you're not interested in Diablo 4 thanks catch you in the next one yeah, so we're going to talk about nice Diablo 4 for a couple of minutes yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what it is it's a PC game um, that's been long long anticipated yeah sit and what around, do we think sit around the events of um, Lilith the she she, um, she one of the uh, prince, princess prince, I don't know something of hell I think they call her the mother mother of hell that's it she's come back um and wreaking havoc upon the world. 
Um, well, that's just the first act, isn't it? Yes. Um, that's what we're about to play in the beta, and it's, I, I think it's really good. I enjoy the game. I thought it was bloody brilliant. Did you? It was absolutely brilliant. There, there are a few few small things I wasn't overly keen on. Um, you know, sort of repetition of some dungeons. Uh, the one one thing I really didn't like, and it's only a small one. You know, the cellars. You can go to some of the cellars where yes. they're like every cellar is identical. Yeah, I've noticed this. Um, identical. Every one of them. It's like seriously, with, with like a tiny difference. You couldn't even make the room on the right of the yeah, antechamber or the left or straight on. They're always on the left. Yeah. It's like it's just come on. That's not okay. But it's a beta. Maybe that's not going to be that way in the. Uh, in the release version, I don't know. Rest assured that if it is in the podcast, uh, is it June when it comes out? We do a podcast in June. We'll be moaning about it then as well. <laughs> Won't be any podcasts in June because I'll be busy playing Diablo. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be no, having no, a break in June. No, we won't. There will be. There, there will be. be. <laughs> yeah. But you, you might have to put up with a bit of Diablo chat. But we are going to, we have a different channel just for gaming. Yes. So that's where we'll be talking about it. Two men and two men online gaming. Two men nope. gaming online. Two men gaming online. <laughs> yeah, uh, you will find us there. Um, it's not linked as a second channel to this channel, unfortunately. No, no. Um, you have to go and search for it. But yeah, that's on YouTube, not on uh, podcasts, mm-hmm. not on any of the uh, podcast stations. Uh, on that, you know, YouTube have introduced podcast feature. Wait, sorry, I have one more thing about Diablo that I didn't like. What's that? The price of the base game. It's not worth the money. It's not worth that money. I don't think it's not worth the money. It's not worth sixty quid. I like the game. I really enjoy it. I think sixty quid is too much. You were happily to pay a hundred pound for Battlefield. No, I paid eighty. You happily got... paid eighty for Battlefield, and, which but, is but, trash. But, but that wasn't the base game. That was also the um, middle. Tier. How much was the base game? Sixty. I, yeah. That is a normal price now for AAA titles. And I hate it. Well, you can hate it. it. Obviously, obviously, you hate it. Everyone hates paying more money. Yeah, but then they'll put in microtransactions, which they are doing, to get more, even more money. Yeah, but they're doing it in a reasonable way. You don't have to pay microtransactions. There's no in-game benefit to the micro microtransactions. It's cosmetics. Mm, we'll see. The only way it could be beneficial that I can see in the game is if you manage to buy something that camouflages you in the background and you do PvP. It makes you hard to see on the screen as you're running around. That's Fair the enough. only way it could be uh, beneficial that I can see. We'll see how they fully implement. Um, um, the, the, well, the only thing that there is, there may be something that is, yeah. because you're going to get a season pass. Oh, yeah. And you can get a, a premium season pass. I think there might even be one above that as well. What is that? What is that? I've never understood what season passes are. Are they just like... So you get the season pass that everyone gets, which basically you do work, the more XP you grind out sort of thing, um, it moves along, and at certain points along the your progression, you'll get a reward. Yeah. So once you've got a million XP points, you'll get a reward, mm-hmm. um, which might be a cosmetic item, or it might be a a potion of some kind, you know, a, a, an XP potion, for example. You know, 50% XP for one hour or... Yeah. Or it might be a, a custom potion or something like that that says, restore all my health, restore all of my power, whether it's mana or whether it's um, any of the others that you used in this one, rage or any of those. It might be, um, I don't know, a skin for a weapon. It might be it might be a weapon itself. Yeah. Um, but the point is everyone will be able to get them. And it's just how fast you can get them because it's right. how much you work through. So the more you play, the more rewards you have. Yeah. So... I think that's fair. 
some people still complain because they well know I only get to play for two hours a year, so I'm never going to be able to do these. Yeah. It's like, well, who cares? Yeah. It's your problem. <laughs> um, I'm not saying I'll finish them all. No. But uh, that's that's where I'm at. It's fair. Everyone has the same opportunity. Just because you play less, that's doesn't mean it was unfair to you. That's yeah. you chose to play less, or your parents not letting you play as much. Speak to your parents. <laughs> you still have the same amount of time. Yeah. Um, you've got still got the same amount of hours in a year that everyone else has got, or in a season, or anything else. Yeah. There was something else you didn't like as well. You disliked, mm. which was the um, the lower levels um, doing more damage, or rather appearing to do more damage. I I, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it either, to be honest. So they balanced the play. So you, uh, level 25, I was level 25, and I think you were level 7. No, you were 22, I think. We were still, we were oh, still yeah, playing yeah. through. So I was level 22, and you were level 7. Yeah, and a new character. On a new character. Yeah. And <laughs> you killed mobs in about a third of the time that I do. Yeah. Now, I don't mind them leveling it a bit so that you can play together. Yeah. But it should work in the opposite way around. In that... Uh, if you're playing with a higher level, your skills shouldn't scale above theirs. Yeah. It should be scaled either to theirs, or I would say even more below theirs. I would say the scaling should become more and more the, the level difference. So if you're playing one level above your thing, it shouldn't be much different at all. It should be about the same. If you're playing 10 levels above your level, then you should have at least a 10% handicap. If you're playing 20% above your 20 levels above your level, mm. you should be having a 20% handicap. It should get worse to stop people at level bloody one just getting ported straight to the end um, and ruining it all. Yeah. I also heard that uh, that's a real major problem on the world boss. Okay. Because you can only have 14 people in there at a time. Right. And you've got people in there that come in, don't know how to play, can't do anything. And meaning everyone fails who gets in there because they've got <laughs> nothing. people who haven't played the game yeah. coming straight in and going onto the world boss. Mm, okay, interesting. Uh, and they don't spawn very often at all. No. So, yeah, it screws everyone over that's playing with them. Nah, uh, and you can't get around it by doing a party because you can only party of four people. Classic Diablo. Yeah, of course. Um, so, even if you party up, you still you can still end up with ten useless people. <laughs> so... Interesting, yeah. But yeah, um, so that needs a bit of fixing, I think. But otherwise... It'd be interesting to see how they address it, though, if they do. But I mean, the real thing when you're playing any any game like that is, did I enjoy playing it? Yes, I did. And I bloody well did. It was, yeah, it was really good. Um, therefore, it's a great game, yeah. because it was really enjoyable. If it was okay, it's not worth buying, because if it's not enjoyable... <laughs> yeah. No if I played it and said well, it was okay, you take it or leave it, then I wasn't having fun and it wasn't worth buying. But, but yeah, it was but, great. I loved it. But then at the same time, I really enjoyed Diablo 3. <laughs> I enjoyed it for half an hour. But yeah, I enjoyed it to the level, I mean, lots of people could be higher than this, but I was at least level 100 Paragon. So I played it quite a bit, which is more than I would but play most we, other games. We played it together when it came out. Did and you, you promptly stopped playing, and I promptly stopped because it was trash. And I carried on playing. Now I see a lot of people that love Diablo Three. Yeah, I think it was really um, good. A lot of them criticizing Diablo Four a bit, but I was watching a couple of people who haven't played Diablo Two. Oh, okay. They played Diablo Three a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then they're playing Diablo Four and they're complaining, but they were very clear when they made it. Yeah. They said they were saying Diablo Four is going to be a return to Diablo Two. Um, 
and I think they they've done that very well. Yeah. It's it's very similar to Diablo 2. The graphics are amazing, mm-hmm. yet somehow it's better and smoother than Diablo 2 was. Yeah. So I, I think they they ticked all of the major boxes for me so far for the little we've played that is yep. for, the, for to up to level 25 because that's where it's capped um so yeah uh, i particularly like the druid um sorcerers is uh is good it's yep. great but I, 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 I think they're overpowered no i like it i think i read a little bit weak in terms of once you start to get in, get into the higher levels i found you you'll you're sitting there for it just for ages just on the same enemy clicking that's it. Well, it's, you, it's, like, it's not going that, anywhere. That happens with every character. No, it's so annoying. Like, That's what I was saying to you. When, when I'm running my level 25 druid and I'm, I'm beating them down with all of my stats and skills and magic stuff, and I'm hitting them like eight times to kill a minion. Yeah. And then you walk past and go, zap. <laughs> and they drop dead. In one hit, it's like, no, seriously, it takes a piss. Ah, well. Yeah. So yeah, fix that stupid leveling thing. Yeah, definitely. But no, Sorceress is, is too powerful. I, I did like, um, I only played two classes, which was a sorcerer, which I uh, played a lot of Diablo 3 as well, which I really enjoyed. But I also played um, the Necro as well, which I quite enjoyed playing. So, did I tell you, I, I was playing on hardcore when I started, which yeah. means when you die, your character's deleted. <laughs> yeah. I started off with, what's the what's the archery type one? I can't remember what they're called, Hunter, is it? The, the, no, the Rogue. Rogue? Yeah. Rogue. Okay, Rogue. I started off with Rogue. I died at level seven because I was stupid. Anyway, of course, that's on me. Yeah. So then I played a sorceress again, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was level twenty. Yeah. On hardcore, and I said it to you when we were playing it when we were playing yesterday. I went into this one dungeon, and all of a sudden, mobs came from every direct, three different directions, mm-hmm. and as they all came onto the screen, it lagged the crap out. Yeah. Everything just slowed down to stuttered and then it went into like instant super speed, bam, there I was dead. Mm. That's it. <laughs> um it was, it was gutting. Now it is a beta, so uh yeah. Yeah, well don't play hardcore beta then. Um but still it was uh it was it was annoying to say the least. I mean they they could have had something in place, come on. Yeah. But... To say, look, we noticed a lag in there or something like that. It's, it's yeah, unlikely. But to be honest, I mean, I think it was you that told me they're not keeping the characters after the beta. No, they're not. Yeah. So, so I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't that upset about it. The only thing I was upset about is because I hadn't got to their ultimates yet. Oh, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to get to her ultimate to test it out. Yeah. But uh, I didn't, I didn't get to. Uh, but I did with the druid. Um, I ran through a few of his ultimates, mm-hmm. and yeah, they were all right. <laughs> no, they were great. They, yeah. were, they were really good, actually, yeah. until I started playing with you and the mobs become, <laughs> twice, as become twice as hard. Yeah. And, yeah, just my ultimate didn't seem to be ultimate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happens when you play in a party. But it's different if you're playing in a party of similarly level people because you all get your powers going and it looks really good. But when someone wanders in with a stick and taps <laughs> tap someone where you've got all these super magical powers going on and everything everything's slowly dying and then someone walks in with a stick and taps them and they die that's uh an unskilled level seven just tap dead yeah for those wondering he is talking about me 
when I say unskilled, I didn't mean as a player. I meant as a as a character. As a character, yeah. <laughs> you haven't unlocked the skills. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's all good. Go buy the game. Anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. I think that's it. Okay. Thank you very so much for watching. One. Catch you in the next one. Uh, I'll speak to you next week. I've lost the mouse. It's gone. Okay. <laughs> now I'm off. No, you, no, you got to press the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it. <laughs> so I put the starting screen up instead of the ending screen. <laughs> oh, dear. Long day, as I said. Yeah. Right. Cut. Go in. Bye. <laughs>